Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome everybody, Fusion Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Joshua, and we are back. We are on to week four here on next week tonight, the show that keeps you a week ahead of the competition. We are looking at players to add ahead of week three games. We are looking at players for streaming in week 14 games and players you want to trade for or to trade away going into this weekend and coming out of this weekend to set yourself up. The best time to get some values right now is right now and it can be had often with trades unfortunately a lot of people are, are very hesitant to trade they're still very tied to the the sunk cost you know what they had to pay to get the player even if that doesn't really make sense anymore unfortunately so a quick recap of last week's and then we're going to get into the new picks for week four. All right, looking back, we're going to go all the way back to week two. That's right, week two, because that's where we're going to have the actual results. So none of these guys really stood out. We do have the two Packers receivers still putting up points, and they may actually pay out this next week if Adams doesn't play. Kendrick Bourne ended up leading his team in targets against the Jets due to injuries, though, so it's a, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. And then I said at a Bengals receiver, and I was thinking it was Ross, but now I'm saying it's Higgins. That's pretty much where we're at. That's all caught up. Uh, they, they didn't have any... Great week twos here, but still some solid options going forward for streamers. Uh, Jimmy G, he did put up some points before he left the game. Then I had Jared Goff. He actually had a really good game, and Trubisky just kind of put up some points for you. So these were pretty solid streamers. Happy with that. Uh, Yeah, one of the worst calls, or at least results I've ever had, Tight end Greg Olson, Seattle Seahawks against the Patriots. And he did nothing. Literally nothing. He got one target and he didn't catch it. Zero. Goose egg. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe Greg Olson is just done. If he can't do it against the Patriots in that high-scoring high-passing game, I don't know. I don't know. Bears versus the Giants gave you some decent points, and Browns versus the Bengals. Uh, the Browns, they didn't... It, it was positive points, at least. It was like six points or something, depending on your scoring. So, all right. Not great. However, trades. I said, acquire Christian Kirk, acquire Jonu Smith. The Jonu Smith one, for sure, is paying out, so pretty happy about that. Okay, so before week two, I was saying go get LaMichael P. Ryan, just in case. And this is a deeper league kind of end of bench stash. All right, 
He played at least. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's just one to keep an eye on. Jordan Aikens tight end for the Houston Texans. And he showed up again, getting a lot of targets, a lot of work. So this is one that people need to be paying attention to. Of course, this week, I haven't said anything about it yet. We all know lots of injuries, lots of injuries. Waivers have been picked clean already. It's going to be really interesting going forward. But lost in the shuffle, lost in all of the claims for what, Mike Davis, Devonta Freeman, lost in all of that. Oh, we also had, what, Drew Sample, right? Dalton Schultz, popular for tight ends even. In all of that, I think Jordan Akins slipped through the cracks. So keep an eye out for him. Add Russell Gage if this was your last chance. He's blown up again. I said, I said Akins and Gage, if they do something this week, their, their price is going to stay high. Somehow, Akins fell through the cracks, but Gage has not. And Julio is questionable, maybe even doubtful for week three game, which means it's going to be Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage, which means Russell Gage is the guy who's going off. Okay, because that's just how it kind of seems to work with the Falcons. It's never the top guy. So Russell Gage is a fantastic guy that uh, could end up being... a a di- real difference maker on your team as a flex. So there you go. Brandon Ayuk, he did play. He did all right. Um, did not lead or flash. But it's good that he was out there. It was a decent first game. So again, keep an eye on it. Depending on how deep your league was, he's somebody who there's still going to be opportunity for at least one more week before Debo is eligible to return. And Kittle is still going to be a little questionable here. So there's still going to be opportunity. Love to see how Ayuk comes along, whether he can step up and leap over Kendrick Bourne as the main target or not. Trades. Woo! Yeah. Woo! That's right. Trades. Guys. Move my mic here. Guys, these trade recommendations are fire. Oh my goodness. That was your chance. On this entire list, that was your chance. And I know, like I said, it's difficult to get trades, to make trades happen right now. But if you made any of these you left your trade partner really, really feeling down and with lots of regrets here. Acquire Leonard Fournette. Boom. It's over. He's taken over. Ronald Jones. You'll still see him around, but Leonard Fournette is taking over. Acquire Preston Williams. He was not as active in tonight's game as I would have liked. But he did have two receptions and one was a touchdown. Bailed you out for points. Not sure what's going on there. I thought that would be a lot better than it was. But again, this was for week two. He had the same same deal for week two. Caught that late touchdown. Got some points. So on. Acquire Julian 
Edelman. Why were people possibly down on him? And now everyone's been reminded why. He had like the most yards he's ever had in his career with with Cam Newton. Incredible. Acquire Austin Eckler. He was back. He was catching balls. He was making plays. He was about, you know, just this close to a t- nice catch and touchdown. Instead, put it up in the one. Yeah, right there. Laid it up, but Eckler didn't get it. That's okay. That's okay. Herbert ended up getting it. That was his first touchdown of his career, I'm pretty sure. But now everyone's fears are assuaged and we're going to be like, oh, okay, Ostechler could be okay still. And you're not going to be able to buy him. Not for cheap, at least. Not with those fears involved. You might still be able to go get him because people are looking at Joshua Kelly and thinking, He's taken points away from Eckler, but we already talked about this, so we're moving on. Eckler, he'll be fine, especially as Justin Herbert plays more, starts more. That whole offense looked better, and it's going to be a few weeks from a couple weeks at least till Tyrod Taylor's punctured lung. He punctured his lung, giving him an injection. Okay, wow. So, yeah, that's that. He's out for a little while. Antonio Gibson, you still might be able to trade him, trade for him, but he's he's show anyone who's paying attention, watching the games, he's showing these little flashes more and more as that volume increases and the consistency increases. He is going to be a great player come midseason. I said, don't buy the hype. Cash in if you have Traquan Smith or if you can get him, whatever. Cash in. And yes, what was he, four for 80 or something? But it was still disappointing, and Breeze does not, was, was not looking good without, without Michael Thomas. I don't know if that's because he doesn't have Michael Thomas because he's only used to throwing to Michael Thomas. I don't know, but he did not look great. And we said, sell T.Y. Hilton. And I still stand by that one, even though my buy Paris Campbell one doesn't doesn't look so great. So if it wasn't for a knee, uh, a helmet to the knee of Paris Campbell, this whole list would just be just spot on perfect. But that's okay. Perfection is a lot to ask. I'll take... Just one bad call because of injury. I'll take it. Finally, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Jacksonville. Yes, that just paid off massively, depending on your scoring. Uh, Definitely up in the 20s, maybe even breaking 30 points in your scoring. Phillip Rivers, he's going to be the next one doing against the Jets. So this is a guy you might still be able to get to stream. Matt Breida versus Jacksonville. I had him in here as kind of wondering if this was going to be if Jacksonville was keeping up, essentially. And Brita, they tried to get him involved. He had a really nice uh, target that actually got a, a pass interference, and so it it, uh, it it didn't actually count in the in the stats. But, yeah, this is probably a miss right there. James Washington, he's going to be an interesting one because... Um, we may have 
Julio may be a little bit dinged up. And so if it's primarily Washington and uh, Deontay Johnson out there, that's that's great. So James Washington streaming against Houston. Okay, here it is again, Irv Smith versus Tennessee. Yeah, we've done, we talked about this. Jimmy Graham, Atlanta, and Washington versus Cleveland. Or if you had Cleveland Browns from last week streaming, just hang on to him and play him against Washington. Basically, you don't want the offense in this in this game. Welcome to next week tonight. Okay, week four. Let's get into it. All right. Streamers right away. Well, if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick from this week, just hold on to him and play him against Seattle. Yes, against Seattle. They they like upgraded their defense, but they're still giving up a lot of passing. Maybe it's just their secondary's weak, but they got Adams as safety. I don't know. But they seem to be giving a lot of points up. Maybe it's just who they've been playing, but even even that. I know it was the Falcons and the Patriots, but even the Cam Newton looked really good throwing the ball against Seattle. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, he may not have another 30 points or something like that, like he did tonight, but he could do pretty well for you. If you're really desperate, you could grab the Broncos quarterback and play him against, guess who? That's right, the Jets. Now, is that Driscoll or Bortles? I don't know. I'm leaning Driscoll. That's going to be the uncertainty and the problem with this one, but it's also one that in most of your one-quarterback redrafts, you're going to be able to get this guy. So, yeah, if you really need someone, there you go. Tight ends. Again, we're hitting onesies mostly in these streamers. Week 5 is the first buys. So, actually, next week, next week's next week tonight will be week 5. And we will be trying to get you ready for the bye weeks. So that you can pick up your guys for the following week before week four games happen be sure to check in for that but for now we've got onesie positions tight end eric ebron hasn't done much yet so far but pittsburgh playing against tennessee we'll see if hopefully by then juju's not still dinged up i don't know we'll see how the irv smith versus tennessee call goes this week if that's really a thing or not you could bail on it otherwise. I kind of prefer this one. It's it's tight end Logan Thomas against the Ravens. And the Ravens, they have a pretty strong defense. But then oftentimes what we see in those cases is it's like you can't throw to anyone else. And they just end up throwing to the big tight end in a mismatch. And that's like the best you can do because the rest of the defense is so good. He could become a target hog in that game, is what I'm trying to say. He's done that already once before. A little bit of a down week this week, but he's not a guy I was super high on, but he is getting volume, and that's what matters, especially in ugly games. Next, I have the Cardinals for your defense special teams. They're playing the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, and... This is one of the few matchups where I could find a team that's still likely available that didn't have a horrible matchup. So Carolina with 
with Christian McCaffrey out, maybe they're going to have to throw more, and that could put them, uh, make them vulnerable for some plays that'll give the defense some points. Trades, okay, liquidate. Running like we're all trying to avoid like sell and buy. I I don't know. I'm trying to to avoid it. At the same time, part of me says, look, we have brains. We have a language. We use lots of words in lots of different ways, sometimes the same exact words in different ways. Can we not understand that we're talking about buying and selling contracts? Like, can we not be middle schoolers who don't understand that words can be used in multiple ways? And yet, at the same time, I don't mean to be disrespectful or bring things up. So I am not trying to avoid saying those words because of any big reason. I'm just trying to be respectful. But if you hear me say the word or accidentally say it, buy, sell, whatever, I'm not really feeling bad about it either. So liquidate, sell, running back, David Montgomery, he's had some decent weeks, and he's looked all right. Which means now is the time to get rid of him. That's that's it. It's simple as that. On the flip side, Kenyon Drake has not looked great. Uh, part of that is a little bit of the Cam Newton is taking away the value of his running backs. Well, in the same way, Kyler Murray is running a lot. And I don't think a lot of people were taking this into account when we were drafting, at least you were drafting Kenyon Drake. I wasn't. I wasn't even particularly thinking about this aspect of it, though, how Kyler Murray is stealing a lot of those runs. And he is running it into the end zone. He did it a couple times last week. And that's really taken away the upside for Kenyon Drake. Plus, Kenyon Drake is just not really flashing. And it's an ugly situation, but he has some good matchups the next couple weeks. So if he can pull that off and get something going, he could have value. And then I'd feel free to flip him, you know, turn right back around and sell him again. I don't care. I'm not huge on him, but I do realize that he could have some games here. They're playing the Lions in week three. Okay, so that is fantastic. The Lions are giving up a ton of points. And then in week four, the Cardinals play the Panthers, who are the only other team giving up more, you know, running back points uh, than, than the Lions. So these are the two of the best matchups you could possibly have for a running back. If Kendon Drake isn't doing it these next two weeks, he's not doing it, period. Also, I'm buying Joe Mixon. I'm going to stick with that process. He actually looked half decent last week, I thought. But as that offense is improving, as some of their matchups are improving, I think he'll be okay. And I'm not just going to completely get out of it. I'm not going to give up on Joe Mixon. Let's go. Against the Eagles week three, it may not be pretty, but you might be able to buy him because next week they're going to be playing the Jaguars.
And we all saw what Miles Gaskin did against the Jaguars. So go ahead and get Joe Mixon. And then go ahead and acquire wide receiver Nikhil Harry from the Patriots. So I know I said by Edelman, but at the same time, Harry is getting a lot of targets. And if anything happens to Edelman, Harry gets a huge boost. And Edelman was already a little, like, first of all, just worn out from that game and was shown up on an injury report this week. Get Harry now before, again, before people figure it out and maybe an injury happens, maybe it doesn't. But Cam Newton's Cam Newton definitely is trying to use Harry. It's a lot of catch and fall down right now. It's a lot of catch, run three yards, get tripped up by someone's arm. You hope that he can improve on that and break some plays. But in the meantime, volume, that's enough. We'll just take the volume if that's all you've got to give. All right, guys. Not going down a lot of rabbit holes today, this week. A real tough week as far as the injury goes. And so, just so you know, that that made this a really hard, actually, because a lot of the players I want to do ads for, you know. But, man, it's tough because it's been picked clean, all of these injuries. Um, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. And I'm actually going to first, first guy, I'm going to return to Jordan Akins because, again, he fell through the cracks a little bit. He should be owned. Next, uh, Michael Pittman, and this is a playoff of my, I'm down on T.Y. Hilton, and I was high on Paris Campbell, but as soon as Campbell left that game, and it was early in the game, Pittman then leaped up to the most snaps, a decent, um, like, air yard share. So he is now kind of in that position I was hoping Paris Campbell would be. So go ahead and grab Pittman. Scott Miller, Tampa Bay. So I know it was disappointing. A lot of people were looking forward to even dropping him, which is why I kind of think you might be able to add him. You might be able to go get him now. So if you didn't realize, one of his his only points from this week were pretty much a big play. There was a the flea flicker from Brady. But if Brady had just put that ball a little bit farther forward, and, and that is kind of the bad thing. That is the that is the long ball from Brady that has declined. I know I defend Tom Brady, but that is the long ball from Brady that has declined. That the ability to get it out there with speed and to lead a receiver. He would not be able to feed a Randy Moss anymore with his current arm. What he can do now is do the long, the deep, kind of drop-it-in pass. But that takes a little time and it has a little air. It's good for someone running underneath. But in this case, Scott Miller was wide open. And he needed to just be able to catch that ball and keep running. He almost had to come back for it, barely caught it, jumped up and ran for a couple more extra yards before the defender caught up. That easily could have been a long touchdown, guys. Easily. And then later in the game, he drops an easy, beautiful pass right to him at the, you know, edge of the side, uh, edge of the end zone. And he could have easily had a two-touchdown game, is my point. So don't give up on Scott Miller. And just because, just because Godwin was out, 
don't think that that was the only reason he was getting targets. And now when Godwin's back again, he's not going to get anything. That's not true. That is not true. He can still be involved as, especially we get into bye weeks, as a flex. Running back Chase Edmonds, Arizona Cardinals. He should be owned. He really should, but I want to bring him up and make sure you know that he is And it goes back to what I was saying about Kenyon Drake and that great schedule. Well, the same schedule for Chase Edmonds, guys. If Kenyon Drake goes down, if he's just not playing well, if he's not doing it, you want to have Chase Edmonds. He's a great backup and even gets involved without, you know, someone getting injured. He even gets involved. He almost caught a touchdown pass this last week right off the bat. So, that would be somebody you want to make sure is owned. Now we're going to get a little bit more speculative, okay, a little bit deeper. Though a lot of people on podcasts, waiver podcasts, are already on this guy. So go look and see if KJ Hamler is there. And again, it's because of injuries, injury to Cortland Sutton has accelerated this one. And so I'm thinking I can sneak in KJ Hamler this week. But no, everyone's looking even closer at that depth chart because of Sutton going out and they're seeing KJ Hamler. So I, I, I lose out on that one. Damian Harris, Patriots running back. He'll be coming back from that short-term IR in a couple weeks. This is the third week, so the fourth week will be when he can return. Just a, someone to stash to see if they put him back in in any kind of larger usage role, whether he even splits with Sony. Again, Cam Newton is the running back there for the most part, the valuable one at least. You just want to keep an eye on it and see if if he's someone you can grab and stash. Deontay Harris. This is a fun one. Look, the Saints didn't look good. Breeze did not look good. You know, who looked good second half was Damian Harris. Sorry, too many Harris's here. Deontay Harris. He is a speedster. He's used in special teams usually, always flashing, looking good. One of the best receivers to own if you're in a team that gives points for, like, uh, special teams usage. Oh, my goodness. He's like a 15, 20-point guy every week in that one league. But... He isn't usually involved in the passing game. They seem to give him a lot of short dump-offs, like in the screen game, to run out. I, I don't know if that means they're not confident with him running underneath and tracking a deep pass, but I do think if Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders continues to be almost non-existent, if Jared Cook isn't dominant, if Traquan Smith doesn't step up, I think it leaves a lot of room for somebody else to get worked in and involved. And he has done nothing but perform. And they hopefully, hopefully they look at that and say, okay, let's we need to get him more work, basically. Wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney. He has seemingly maybe leapfrogged Anthony Miller as the wide receiver two on the team. 
It's hard to say whether it was just because Miller dropped a pass and maybe he was kind of getting punished a little bit, but Mooney came out, caught three of three passes, looked good. I liked Mooney coming into, you know, the draft rookie process. So he's just someone, again, this is a deeper stash. A lot of these are deeper stashes. All the obvious ones are gone already. And it's going to be hard doing just people to add, let alone streamers, in this environment where teams are all already so thin. They It's not going to leave much on the bone for us. So we'll see how it goes. Hang in there. Hopefully, hopefully at least a few of these can hit for you. Uh, I really do like the Deontay Harris one, but you've got to make sure Scott Miller is owned in your league. And if you need tight end help, don't forget Jordan Akins. All right, guys, that is the show this week. Uh, I was having too much fun watching that game. Got started a little late here, but hey, give me a shout out and be sure to check out the video on YouTube. Give me a like, subscribe on there. Give me a review and whatever, wherever you do your podcasts. And give me a follow on Twitter at FusionFFB for any kind of late breaking ones either someone i missed or maybe situation changes try to give you guys some bonuses of guys to pick up uh before the games start sunday it's funny because every week at the end of one of these episodes i'm looking back at the picks and i'm always not quite not quite happy with them and then it's just like everything starts falling into place and suddenly a bunch of them look way better than they did originally and you know it's it's a little bit of luck but you just got to keep putting yourself in a good position to where if luck and you know if things break the right way you have the right guys to take advantage of it and that's what so many of these picks are and just like the Benny Snell pick it was I mean James Conner came back it didn't get hurt that bad but man just being ready for anything right now is a big deal. So go check on again other people's handcuffs, not your own. You know, these guys have to be owned, the Tony Pollards and so on. These guys have to be owned. Just like I talked about Chase Edmonds. So if I, I don't always sound super confident or enthusiastic enthusiastic about it, it's it's tough. I'm really walking the line between uh, it's just mentally trying to keep myself in the state of mind to be able to make these picks be open to someone doing something that we don't have a preconception that matches. You know, a lot of a lot of people are not thinking of Scott Miller as being something anymore because he had a bad week. And I have to be open to the idea that that's not true. And you can't just go along with it. And so... I'm kind of walking a difficult line here trying to still get you guys that are are even reasonable because, again, lots of people in a lot of different leagues. And so some of these players are going to be available in one league and none of them are available in another. I try to give a good wide range of percentages, you know, rostered percentages. Hopefully... You can get some of these guys, pick out your favorites, and we will see how it goes here on another exciting week three. But we are on to week four, and you can find me right back here again next week, next Friday, for 
week five. We got to get ready for the bye weeks, guys. Don't miss it. See you next week. Guys, wait. That was episode 100. Almost missed it. Thanks for listening. Give a share, a, a like, a review. I look, I look at how many people listen and I look at how many people are involved. And then I look at the picks we're putting out here and how much it could really be helping you. And I just I just wish more people were taking advantage of it. Honestly. Uh, I just wish it would help and I could help more people. And it's a shame I'm doing this and not that many of you, oh, not you, not that many of fantasy players are getting to take advantage of it. Luckily you are, but be kind and share with somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. Thanks guys. And now I'll see you next time.